Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. Hi. Hi, Dom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Feeling, well, actually, it's the beginning of the week, and Mm -hmm. I already feel tired from work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like, the New York City winters are really wearing on us. We had a nor'easter for any of any of you listeners who are listening from a different coast or a different country or just from a different state. We were hit really hard with freezing ice, sleet, and rain. And where I was, there was like no power for eight hours. So I'm like, at this time, I was like, I'm done with the winter. I'm ready to book my ticket again to go to L.A., It'll be from the Bronx by way of L.A. with love. <laughs> I Wait, was ready. You, you said that you were without power for eight hours? I was. So what did you do? I slept. Okay. All right. That's good. I slept. So I slept for like two hours. And because it was dark out, so it wasn't like I could read a book by candlelight, which uh, I would probably burn the house down, knowing... <laughs> knowing my dexterity so I thankfully did charge my phone to like 96 percent. so I tweeted a lot I saw I was like okay she doesn't have power I assume she like because I I I know you never charge your external charger whatever we're not we're not gonna get into this bitter subject but keep going (laughs) anyway but it's good though that you got to catch up on sleep Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Yeah. I was just, what was I doing? I was, I went to a bar actually. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. Luxury. Luxury. Oh my God. Okay. But in my defense, I was working from home two days, so I needed some air. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that bad here in the Bronx because I don't think anyone lost electricity. Right. So, yeah, that's what I did. And then, obviously, on Sunday, which was yesterday, I watched the Oscars. Which, FYI, I have to tell you this, Dom. This is the very first time in my entire life that I watched the Oscars. I don't think that's news to me. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I've always known you weren't a big... um, you weren't big into award ceremonies. Well, but you also see, you always let Peggy and I know that you're like not into American pop culture. And like the Oscars for me is like pop culture Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. That's not news to me, but okay. No, well, you see, okay, I'm going to tell you why exactly. Obviously, yes, I am not that big on American pop culture. Mm -hmm. But another reason why I never really watched it, it was because I just, I was like, I don't see anyone actually that is like a movie that I'm actually excited about or like trying to support Mm -hmm. someone. I think because I didn't see Brown, I was just like, uh, (laughs) I'm just not interested. 
Mm-hmm. And then now th- this like Coco was nominated. My future husband, Gael Garcia, was singing. Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro was nominated. So there was more diversity. So I was like, yes, now I'm actually going to watch. Oh, and of course, because Lupita was going to be there as well. I had to watch her. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was, this year there was so much diversity. I think like last year too, there was like, you know, I, I forgot who was there last year that I do like. Can't remember right now. But I just watched like the the summaries and I watched people tweeting. But last night I was actually doing the Instagramming and some tweeting. You were invested. I was. It's the very first time that I did that. And I was really excited to see so much representation. Oh, Eugenio Derbez was also there. Yes. I saw oh my guy. He's so adorable. I can't even handle how cute he is. Anyways, <laughs> So yeah, everyone, a lot of people that I actually recognize were there. So, which is why I watched. And of course, Benjamin Brad was also there. Mm-hmm. We can't forget that, our husband. No, no, we cannot. I tweeted a very specific tweet about Benjamin Brad. And you know what? <laughs> I'm standing behind what I tweeted. <laughs> okay. It's a little PG-13 for our younger listeners. Okay, so don't follow Dom if you're under 13. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was like the main reason why I watched it because I was like, my people are there. And yeah, I just saw way more color and I was like, I have to watch it. That was my main reason. Okay, awesome. Well, that brings us to our next point, which is... The Oscars. <laughs> yes. And more specifically, um, a lot of Viva Latino America, Viva Mexico, um, just Viva brown people in general. And yeah. you know what? I'm so here for it. So here for it. And, you know, it's I don't want to pull this like political card because I thought it was actually pretty refreshing that no one mentioned um you know trash bag by his name right um I thought that was really refreshing but it was also great to see that in the year after or two years after he made his huge like announcement coming down the escalator and just like completely trashing you know, an entire group of people by saying the absolute worst things about them, that they're being celebrated on such a huge stage. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can say whatever and you can try to crush people as much as you want that you can't extinguish a flame. You can't extinguish culture. No, you cannot. So that like, I felt so like, yeah, how you feel about that now, Donald Trump. Mm. (laughs) I also tweeted that in that voice. (laughs) And speaking of culture, uh, I tweeted this and I think I posted this on Instagram. Yes, I did. I loved when Natalia Laforcarde and, of course, my husband, Gael Garcia, and Miguel is his name, performed yes. the, the song from Coco, Remember Me. Mm-hmm. I cried. I cried. I don't know what it was. I just felt so much emotion. I loved how they brought out this amazing kind they they put so much of the mexican culture on that stage the dancers the colors the whole vibe in general it just 
was so much that I couldn't hold the tears. While I was recording, I was crying. Wow. Yeah, I, I loved it. And, oh, actually, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, some people were criticizing Gael Garcia for his singing. Yeah, okay. I had a feeling that was going to happen because I feel like when people expect singing, especially singing on stage or like, not probably live performance, but like, you know, a stage performance, they expect a lot of projection and a lot of um, loud, like, you know, louder, louder, because you're on stage, you have to like, you know, reach people further out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see like why in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's singing very softly and that might not resonate with people, but it's like the beginning of the song. You know what I mean? It was a lead up to the performance. That wasn't the performance. And I thought overall it worked really well. Yeah. And then also on the soundtrack, he sings it exactly like that because it's a lullaby. Mm-hmm. So everyone out there criticizing my man, do not come after him, okay? He mm-hmm. sang lovely. Of course, I am not saying that he is like the best singer ever, but I, I felt like the way he sang it, he put emotion behind it, and it was a perfect lead to the main song. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So don't criticize him, okay? No, Haters we will out there. Not have Gael slander in no. this. We're not gonna have it in the borough, none of it in the Bronx. We're not gonna have it in New York City, New York State, East Coast. We're not having it. Nope, I am not. Nope. Karen has decreed it law. <laughs> no Gael slander. <laughs> nope. Uh, so tell me, what what were your other favorite parts of the Oscars? So I feel awful for not seeing this movie yet. It's in my queue, but seeing the reaction of this movie being one, like really warms my heart. It's like what I think has to be my top favorite. Mm -hmm. And it was when Rita Moreno queen goddess announced the best foreign film winner and it was a fantastic woman which is about a transgender (gasps) woman yes Um, that's exactly what i wanted to talk about too but okay keep going (laughs) go ahead sorry for that is my favorite that's like my number one moment Yes, I love that. Uh, the Oscars, which is just like Rita, like she opened it up and she like had that little laugh and it was so authentic. And I, was like, <laughs> yes. I already knew who won when she did that. And um, I've heard amazing, amazing, amazing reviews for this movie. It looks beautiful. Daniela Vega is gorgeous. Um, she has such a commanding presence on on screen from what I could see. I will make a point to you know, escalate watching this movie now that it's, you know, yeah. and it look it just looks beautiful. And I really do think, you know, having her as the first openly trans woman um, to be on stage and to present at the Oscars was like amazing. And she's only 29 too. I'm like, oh, oh that's awesome. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that moment as well. And also, I'm not sure if you heard, but the dress that Rita Moreno wore, mm-hmm. she wore that same dress mm-hmm. like so many years back. Yes. When she was nominated for an Oscar. Yes. I saw the side by side. And so it was like yes. black and white. And I think she was carrying the statue, but I'm not sure if that was her, like her actually winning or she was holding it. Um, but yes, she was at the Academy Awards ceremony wearing that dress many years back. Yes. Actually, the exact year is in 1962. Oh, awesome. And she won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you believe this woman fit into her dress from so many years ago? Oh, my. I'm not even going to do the math because you guys know I suck. But anyway, from 1962 all the way to 2018. 2018. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even fit into my jeans from like three years ago. Girl, I don't fit into my jeans from lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get on Rita Moreno's diet. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness and she had such an energy on on stage she radiated i want to also so she looked phenomenal i also want to like shout out like almost all of the older women that night because they killed it they looked so Mm -hmm. so flawless like and i don't want to pit women against each other but i just like something like so graceful and so emanating about their beauty whenever they were on stage from Rita Moreno. Um, Jane Fonda was so lovely. Helen Mirren was just like dropped dead gorgeous. And Faye Dunaway, even though she messed up last year, she just looked, I, <laughs> when I saw her and I like was live texting my friend, I was like, all right, look at Faye Dunaway. I think I want to be 70 now. Can I go from 26 <laughs> to 70? Because <laughs> these women are just so impeccably beautiful. Viola Davis is just gorgeous. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I want to live like that when I get to be that age. Yeah, I never really had a fear of being older. Um, I don't think that was ever instilled in me Um, because I know a lot of women like around me, um, my aunts, just women in the community, they will not reveal their real age. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like such a thing in society that like the older you get, like, you know, your beauty starts to fade and all of this. And that's never been something for me. Like I always tell you, I'm like, I'm old and I like wear it as a badge of honor, even though <laughs> you're like, no, you're not, you're a baby. But I'm like, in my mind, I like, I am 70. Um, <laughs> so like to see such beauty and grace, and poise I'm like yeah like I'm like I strive to get to this where like people want to be like me and I'm like nah unless you want to switch (laughs) I'll take your place Um, I really I I, it's all about older women in 2018 it's about a lot of people but you know last night it was beautiful but they looked gorgeous Mm mm-hmm what did you think about Lupita's dress? Okay, let's talk about Lupita. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so just a little bit of context. Right before I got settled in to watch the Academy Awards, I watched 
Black Panther. Oh, right. You did. I did. I saw it in theaters. Life-changing. I'm probably going to see it every week until they finally pull it out of the theaters. (laughs) So I'm probably going to go bankrupt. Or, like, we could do a podcast GoFundMe and have people (laughs) donate to my cause. So we can watch it again and again. (laughs) But, okay. So I'm, like, fresh off of Black Panther. Fresh, fresh, Fresh off of Chadwick Boseman and Lupita looking just delectable. Then I see her on the red carpet. She's wearing gold like the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I, I like had no, like she. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, didn't that color look gorgeous on her? I'm so struggling. I'm struggling because I, I just have so much love and, and admiration for her. She looked so remarkably stunning i'm just like throw out the academy award (laughs) and just have three hours of us looking at lupita (laughs) throw it all out throw it all out i don't care if it's 90 years old throw it out (laughs) she looked stunning i love that dress her dress, her hair, her just, and she wore her glasses. So she's so cute. I know. Such anyway, a cutie. She is. I she's so lovely. I loved what she said when um she went to present an award and she was accompanied by another actor whose name I can't recall. Sorry. Well, uh, Nanjiani. Okay. They said that they were both dreamers that you know, that they were there because Hollywood is made up of dreamers and to anyone out there that wants to, you know, produce a movie, become an actor to keep on fighting because that's, those are the dreams and you should never let go of them. So beautiful. I know. And we talk like about all the accomplishments that, or like we haven't even really scratched the surface of all the accomplishments that Mexico really achieved on stage last night. But Lupita is a Mexican born Kenyan immigrant. Yes. Uh huh. So that's exciting. Um, She is from two countries that Donald Trump is feuding with. I wonder how his heart is taking that. Because, you know, all he eats is junk food, so he has crazy hypertension. <laughs> this, like, makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't know if he was watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, she looked stunning. Everything she said was great. I mean, clearly you guys know now that we just love her and we're obsessed with her. She also, I just want to, I just want to make a note um, that, yeah, she's incredible and she's beautiful. But she's also so remarkably talented. And you know what makes me happy? That she's really finally coming into um, the mainstream. Um, I always thought she was like a star, but like people are really like, really like pulling towards her because she has all this gravitas and I'm like 
I knew Lapita from way back when. Now I'm happy. I'm like a proud mom, but I'm also like, I'm in love with you. It's like a weird, complicated relationship. But anyways, <laughs> I still want to like make that note that we like are talking so much about how like gorgeous she is, but she's like also remarkably talented and like don't sleep on Lupita. I don't think most people are, but if you are sleeping on her, wake up. So what is your favorite moment? I know I stole your top, but what's your other moments? Well, no, actually, my the top moment was when, obviously, I already mentioned this, Kyle Garcia mm-hmm. and Miguel and Natalia Laforcade saying, mm-hmm. Remember me. That was like it. I cried and yeah, it was amazing. Uh, not that you stole my my top moment, but I was really happy that Fantastic Woman won and that there is a variety of representation, not only from like Latinos or people of color in general, but oh, for everyone out there. Right. Yes, it was. Um, I would say it's, it's not a lot to be honest especially because it's Hollywood I feel like there should be just a lot more queer representation because Hollywood's liberal (laughs) yeah um but given that Hollywood is liberal but the Academy Awards tends to lean a little bit more conservatively I thought it was great sorry it was really (laughs) great representation for uh the queer community um and it wasn't just like like um call me by your name was just like two white mm-hmm. men yeah but also a latina trans woman yeah like, ah, i love it all yeah they were very inclusive and then last year was moonlight which was about all right beautiful beautiful black people <laughs> <laughs> oh also <laughs> let me tell you this so mm-hmm. Since I've never watched the Oscars, I wasn't sure what time it was going to end, but I was getting sleepy. Oh, my God. So, wait, hold on. You're going to laugh at me. So then I think I forgot what we were texting, but I was already in bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's almost over. Because they had mentioned that, you know, the show was almost going to be over, but they had one more award. Mm. And so. Don't tell me. I'm in bed, but my bed was so cozy and everything. And then as I heard, kind of like when they were mentioning the nominees, I just fell asleep. (laughs) You know how fast I fall asleep, right? You fell asleep during the final I did. One that everyone waits for, Karen. That is the award. But it's not my fault. This just started like at 6 p.m. Karen, <laughs> that is I you, like could, grandma. you could miss literally all of it except that <laughs> best movie. You fell asleep during best no. movie, and, and Guillermo de, del Toro won it for us. I can't believe I it. know, I know. So then I say for us as an honorary Mexican, yes, you are <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I wake up. And I see your text. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So this is what Dom sent to me. She said, holy shit, he won the prize. Ah, 
Mexico. And then all I responded was tequila time, LOL. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Her and her family are celebrating that. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> Y'all, this is what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> I seriously wanted to tweet and post on the podcast Instagram. But my eyes were just, no, like they were shutting down on me, basically. I mean, I, I, I did know he won because he told me <laughs> a few minutes later. Oh, wow. Oh, but he won. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Guillermo, that I fell asleep. But I, I was still giving the, the, the Oscars rating because I didn't, it's not like I turned off my TV because it was still on. Right. So, so there's that, was, that. There's that, yes. And just to mention that Guillermo del Toro actually won two awards and was nominated. Okay, so this is the breakdown. Mm-hmm. He won for Best Picture for his movie, The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. And then the Best Director for The Shape of Water as well. And mm-hmm. then he was nominated for the Best Original Screenplay for the shape of water again. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is the breakdown of his awards. And I think overall the movie was nominated for 13 awards. Oh, what? Yeah. I think it was like one of the most nominated movies. Wow. And um, I'm blanking on his name, but it won for, it won for something in music. I think best score uh, and I only remember it because he was like one of the only or couple French people. And he like came onto stage and he oh. had like this French accent. I was like, ooh, yeah. Yes, yes. I do remember that. Alexandre this, this plot. I am sorry. Yes, yes. Alexandre Splat. Okay. Sorry. I, I kind of butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, um, when he came on and then rectified the French accent i was very happy (laughs) yeah so um shape of water i think was the most nominated i was really happy yeah to see you know just like it's such a quirky i guess not quirky is not the best word but it's so different it is i think he has a great imagination Exactly. Right? I love that he's still so able to like be so authentic and tied to his like whatever he dreams up. I think that's amazing. And I think um, as a writer, sometimes for me, I will think of something and I get I get um, stalled by my own self-doubt and my self-criticisms. And I'm just like, no, that's too big to write. That's too big to dream. And he's like, he's the opposite. And I think to see that from a person of color as well, um, a Mexican immigrant who's like so proud and he's still like, 
does all he does so much and he's so imaginative and so creative and nothing is too big for him you know yeah. he's not relegated he's not going to do what society tells him that you know you may not speak like you may not speak english or like that's not your original language and like you know movies are made a certain way no that's not what he's about at all and i think that you know i people say he's so inspiring for you young brown children like he's inspiring for everyone everyone me i'm not a young brown baby anymore um (laughs) (laughs) i am quite old and i think even me he's able to just like get me to like write three more sentences on my own script just three yeah (laughs) just three (laughs) progress i do love what he's I am an immigrant. The greatest thing our industry does is to erase the lines in the sand when the world tells us to make them deeper. Oh my I don't know. I don't know if he prepared. Like, I want to know if he had like anything prepared in case he won. Because obviously they're not 100% sure, but do they have a speech prepared? Some... Some of them really do. They'll like come up with, you know, paper in their hand and they will like list off people they want to thank because they don't want to forget. He Mm -hmm. actually didn't seem like he had anything in his hand. He may have not memorized, but remembered what he wanted to say or like touch on a few key points. Right. What you just said right now is probably how I imagine you were with Coco because I'm quite emotional today um and I'm like that made me want to (laughs) cry when he (laughs) said about drawing lines in the sand yeah that was so beautiful like that for me I think borders are so arbitrary and that people's eyes are actually being killed because they just happen to be born on the wrong side of the border Mm -hmm. is so heartbreaking and the fact that he said that you know he's not someone who's like oh I'm just gonna make movies he is someone who's like really wants to make art that resonates with people and just have um have a message and I think something like that to be said on the platform like the Oscars is so beautiful I'm like I'm gonna cry (laughs) no don't cry Tom (laughs) that's beautiful yeah. Wow, that is a great moment. That's a great moment. Hats off to you for choosing that. Oh, <laughs> even though you like slept through it. Whatever. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, so that is kind of like our little uh, summary, basically, on our thoughts about the Oscars. Anything else you want to share, Don? I don't. Oh, I do want to make one point because we're, we're talking about culture and I was so excited to see Tiffany Haddish when she was on the red carpet. She was wearing a traditional um, attire from her father's native country of Eritrea. Oh. Um, and I was like, that's beautiful. And I'm like, in my mind even though I've only written three lines of my script, I'm already planning my Oscar gown. So uh, Yes, we had a conversation about this last night too. So I'm just like, oh, you know what? I mean, I don't think I have like a traditional attire that I will be wearing, but I do have a couple of Haitian American, Haitian diaspora, Haitian French designers in the back of my mind. Lovely. That was... And- that was and a actually, moment in my mind. <laughs> right. 
And actually, now that you mentioned that you already have a few designers in mind and everything, I was actually thinking of my speech as well. Whenever I go on that stage. Oh, yes. (laughs) See, I'm all here like, I'm just thinking about appearances and who I'm going to sit next to. And you were like, already. (laughs) Yes, I'm already thinking of my speech so that by the time I go up there, I already have it memorized and I don't have to bring any paper and I just say it straight to the camera. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you're going to have to wait a few years to hear my speech, Dom. Oh, it's not happening next year? No, not yet. I wish it would. But I, uh, to be honest, you know, great things take time. Uh, you know, that's not my favorite. <laughs> if you guys picked up, any, picked up anything about our dynamic or our personalities, I am the very impatient one. <laughs> Super impatient. Yeah. Awesome. So I think that is it for this episode. We kind of wanted to keep it short and sweet. You know, a little bonus. Yeah. So I have a quick Bronx highlight. Lay it on me. Yes. This is, uh, you can find them on Instagram. They're called the Bronx Social Center. And they are a radical community space in the South Bronx. And they cover a lot of topics, but mostly gentrification. Oh. Yeah. So. So I have a question. Do they have any events that we could possibly go to? Okay. So I haven't seen anything about events recently because I just discovered them like probably like two weeks ago. But they posted something earlier where they said, Here's what the tweet said. I mean, the tweet, the Instagram post says, are you part of a Bronx-based community group, student association, tenants union crew? As the Bronx housing crisis intensifies, we are looking to speak to grassroots groups about rezonings and the anti-gentrification movement. So if you want these two ladies to come speak um, whether it is uh, like a school or anything like that, any event that you have, uh, you can message them and kind of like, you know, figure out dates in order to book them. That's awesome. Yep. They are very serious when it comes to gentrification and just in general, people from the Bronx. Yeah, I think that you know, now that we really do see the harm that it causes and the damage that it causes long-term, you know, we got to stop it before it gets out of hand. So I think that's awesome. And they're out here educating people and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Actually the good news, spread the good gospel. That's something that was really good. And I think we kind of tried to say ourselves, but you know how we always rant or just go out of direction um, one of the ladies said that they want to highlight the Bronx so people can come visit, but that doesn't mean you should stay here. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know that is your. Yes, it is. That is my feeling. Come mm-hmm. visit the Bronx and get to know that it's such a lovely neighborhood, but no, Bye. you can move back to wherever it is that you are from. <laughs> Bye Becky from Idaho. <laughs> So I think that this is the perfect way to end this mini episode, which I think is not going to be that mini, but we tried. (laughs) 
<laughs> Just know we tried for y'all. We did. <laughs> All right. So, you know, thank you for listening. And as always, remember us. Remember, remember us. <laughs> no. And as always, remember to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Go follow us. Email us. Send us stuff. Me money to be Black Panther. <laughs> All right, y'all. See you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.